Give us some men who know the truth and who will declare the truth and who will stand with Athanasius and Polycarp and Calvin and Luther and Whitfield and Edwards and who will declare from the housetops that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And here we go. You're listening to the Bearded Wretches Podcast. Three guys talking about reform theology, coffee, marriage, and culture, all for the glory of God. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Three Bearded Wretches podcast. My name is Aaron Vaughn, and I am very blessed to be here with my brothers in Christ, Pastor Caleb Gordon. How you doing, brother? What's up? I'm doing well. All right, and also my amazingly bearded brother over here. I, it's it's a stellar beard he rocks, everybody. Our uh, theologian brother in Christ, Zach. How you doing, man? Doing well, brother. All right. Always a pleasure to be with my brothers stuff. in Christ. We are very blessed to be here, and today we're going to be talking about sexual immorality. So <laughs> The tension. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a very hot topic, especially because this month is a month that the world is starting to celebrate and take pride in the flesh. And this is something that we know goes against God's standards. So we wanted to just get together in love and truth and discuss it amongst each other. So um, I'm going to give it away to you guys, Um, Caleb. Yeah. So um, the first thing I have, is, you know, because my social media went immediately, June 1st. Rainbows went everywhere. Everywhere. Like rainbows started popping up You're all over the rainbows. place. Seeing rainbows. <laughs> and, you know, what people don't understand is originally God gave us the rainbow as, as a promise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and after a quite cataclysmic event. Yes. Yeah. Due to... Immorality. <laughs> immorality. <laughs> there was a flood and then as there, at the, it killed all of humanity except for Noah and his family... And there was what a a you know all kinds of problematic issues that were taking place because of that, and God gave the rainbow as a promise that listen, I'm never going to destroy the world with a flood with water. Now there's going to come a day He's going to destroy the world with fire, but that's that's down the ways here. Is, yeah, but that's that's another book. We're not in Revelation. We're not, we're not there tonight. So, so the rainbow, so popping yeah. up everywhere. So it's right, popping up all over the place, and there is the big thing is. Take pride. You know, we, we've got, it's our pride month to take pride. And, mm. I, and I just, I posted something earlier today and I, and I thought about like how, like how sad it is. And I said, so this month is called pride month and it's a time for people to take pride in a sin that God has explicitly condemned. And, and what's sad is people who engage in this sin or condone this sin are actively being, uh, uh, Worked against by God Himself. God is actively working against mm-hmm. them, opposing the proud, opposing yeah. the proud. And I and I that's why I quoted James chapter four verse six. He says, "But He gives grace, more grace." Amen. Therefore, it says, "God opposes the proud, but He gives grace to the humble." And so, mm-hmm. I, I looked at this, and their I mean, their symbol is pride, mm-hmm. and all through the scriptures, pride on any level, whether it's immorality or pride of any type god opposes that type of thing but he yeah. and he, but he gives grace to those that have a humble heart mm-hmm. and, and humble voices and humble lives go further they, they just do prideful lives don't and, and so tonight i guess we want to talk about 
the pridefulness of immorality. Yeah. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna answer some questions. Um, we're gonna go through here in a minute, but that's a that's a great opening segment there, Caleb. I, I agree with everything that you just said, and I know Zach does too. And it's important that we discuss yeah. what we're seeing in the flesh around us and how to address it. We're going to get into all that here in just a minute. But uh, Zach, I'm going to kick it over to you for just a second, just because I want you to kind of give us a synopsis of um, what you're seeing and um, our world and basically really what it is that we need to do um, starting to address it as far as Christians in our walk. Yeah, sure. Um, So what we see uh, played out in this month of celebration whatever it may be really really it's not a month right yeah it's um it, it's it's year round it's mm-hmm. in your face uh it's just more in your face during <laughs> during the month of june um but what we're seeing that's your first part of your question yeah, right yeah, what, yeah. what we're seeing in general from a from a biblical standpoint is yes pride <laughs> yeah but it is it is pride being put on display in a in a way that is to exalt sin. Mm-hmm. It is a way in which to exalt self, mm-hmm. uh, to diminish God, uh, to diminish truth, uh, to fight against truth, um, and and that's that's essentially what we're seeing in, in, yeah. in its basic form. Does that kind of answer? Yeah, question? no, absolutely. That's a great. Um, uh, I mean, synopsis. what we're what we're seeing is is people that um, are saying, "Be who you are." <laughs> right, love is love. Just be comfortable. I, I see we're this phrasing that a too, lot on yeah. social media. That be who you who you were meant to be, mm-hmm. or <laughs> be whatever makes you comfortable, or you be you. Right, you see that all over the place. But essentially, what they're saying is that you should just strive to be whatever uh, your uh, most deepest primal desires are. Or you should identify, right? You hear that word all over the place. (laughs) Identify, identity. You need to just identify with whatever your deepest primal desires are right now in the moment. Absolutely. Of of course, the issue with that is that our desires change from moment (laughs) to moment. And most, and if you, if you, and if you're not in Christ. Your desires are depraved in nature. Right, yes, right. And you, Which, you see, uh, you mentioned this probably on the last podcast, right? Jeremiah 17, 9. Mm-hmm. For the heart of man is what? Deceitful. Deceitful above all things yep, and right. desperately wicked. Who the can desperate. know it? Don't follow your heart. That's the terrible idea. <laughs> uh, but that's what they say. Follow your heart. If this is what you think is right for you, yeah. then just Which do is, it. Which is a, a totally backwards to how God has designed right. creation. Right. And that brings me to my first question. That's a great segue. Um, sexual immorality. God defines it. He's yeah. clear about it. And particularly, we're, we're speaking to the LGBTQ plus, <laughs> basically, Group. As, as I've heard it called, and it's... It's... Uh, it's Tricky to say this without uh, people taking it in a derogatory way, but th- this movement and this group of people that we want to love, mm-hmm. we want to to see uh, come to Christ um, and come they, to the they, truth. And come to the truth. They live in this this sexual immorality kind of bubble. And let's let's just jump into that real quick. What is sexual immorality, or 
the this sin sure. and how is it defined by scripture? Um, uh, Caleb, let's go to you well, first. Okay. Anything that is outside of the covenantal relationship between one man and one woman is sexual immorality. I, I don't care if it's heterosexual or homosexual. If you are outside of the confines of right. coven, covenantal biblical marriage, man, one man, one woman married together, that, I mean, if you're, if you're having sex with a man and you're a man, if you're having sex with a woman and you're a woman, if you're having a sex with a, if you're a man having sex with a woman and you're not married yeah. to them, any of the various combinations, whatever the combinations are, if you're into sheep and all kinds of things that in some other countries you see this regularly, mm-hmm. I promise you. That's a right. weird thing. Sure. It's, it's all, and, and that's so anything outside the confines of and marriage the, and the proper barriers for a reason, yeah. right? And that reason is to protect you yeah. uh, from all kinds of heartache and sin. Yeah, and the hurt. And mm-hmm. the word I would use is destruction. Yeah, yeah. destruction. Uh, it is to protect you. It is for a reason. It is not meaningless. And it is not to strap you down and hold you to a set of all, all these rules, rules, rules. And let me just say this, you that... Know, that, that People say, "Oh man, you mean you've you've been married to one woman for that long, man? Doesn't that get boring?" No, <laughs> absolutely not. No, <laughs> it's not. Like, and, uh, as, not at all. It actually has progressively gotten better gets, for me in my marriage with my wife. Absolutely. Yeah. Ryan yeah. Dobson, who's a friend of mine, and, and you know that was one of the things. He's like, "Man, I, when you first get married, you don't want you you, you have no clue what you're doing. Not <laughs> yeah. a clue in the world. <laughs> you have no idea." He goes, "But man, like." We've been married for twenty plus years. We're we're awesome. <laughs> and isn't it crazy? Well, and you and you grow. And, and I know we're we're touching on the the sexual aspect of marriage, but you grow in other ways. That's what I was just going to say. You know, it's not just physically, but you're growing emotionally mm-hmm. together. Absolutely, that, that connection, the, the connection that God has is, built is growing. and brought together um, is amazing. Man, yeah, the, the trust is growing between you 100%. and your spouse, both sexually and, and emotionally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, man, my wife and I. When when we've been growing spiritually together over the past few years, Caleb, you've gotten to witness a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a wonderful, beautiful, deep thing. Yes, it is between you and your spouse when you are seeing things in the Scripture for the first time yeah. that you've never seen before. For me, it was several years back when I first started having my eyes open to the truths of Reformed theology yeah, and, yeah. and everything that encompasses under that umbrella. Of, of the reformed doctrines of grace and everything. The historic Christianity. My goodness, yes. <laughs> when you're going through that together, man, how you grow together mm-hmm. in you depth. Grow. And it brings your relationship to that next level of depth. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. It, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that connection, and it's funny to me, um, it's something spectacular. And like you said just a few minutes ago, God designed it to be that way for our good to protect us from yes. all the hurt there's yeah. no hurt in that that relationship and that connection when it's pure and it's in christ it's christ-centered um but i will say this and I, it brings me to a follow-up question to this first one gentlemen um i've fallen short prior to my marriage so did i and i've had sexual immorality um uh be a a thing that i was a part of um, for a period of time, and um, we all fall short. And I just want to clarify something. Is there, let me ask you this the follow up question is this Is there a difference between 
having that sin happen in my life, and now I'm a Christian and I'm walking along and I'm trying to walk with Christ and I'm, 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 I've repented for that. Mm-hmm. And the sin that we see on a constant basis amongst the, the world and the fleshly desires that we see around us. And, and, and I just want to say this. I'm trying to drive a point here, and I know you guys know what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Is there a difference You're between... You're going to Romans 6.23. Absolutely. Yeah. And is, is there a difference between the, the sin... I committed this sin. I know it. I recognize it. I repent for it, and I strive to just push further into Christ yeah. in, in hopes that I don't fall again. Even though I know I'm I'm a depraved creature, and and yeah. and uh, I live in this depraved world, but God through His grace gives me this insight. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to let you guys explain explain yeah. that question. Is there a difference between what I've referenced in, in my past sins and the sin that we're seeing within the LGBTQ community and that movement and that push. Mm-hmm. So 1 Corinthians chapter 6 says, it, it's interesting that... It's one of my uh, favorite passages. It, it, it's a I great... earlier. <laughs> yeah, so you start in verse 10. Nine. where Yeah, 9, sorry, 9. <laughs> or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do, do not be deceived, neither sexually immoral sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers or swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. So what was that tense? Were. 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 So there was a point there was a point absolutely there was a point where some of us have like we've done stupid things. We've fallen short. Romans six twenty three for all or Romans three twenty three all have sinned and fallen short of the mm-hmm. glory of God. We've sorry, all done. Sorry, it. I was misquoting that. Six twenty three is for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yeah, so it's probably three twenty three. Three twenty. Yeah, three twenty three is for all. All have fallen short. But this idea is, is and such were some of you. We but you were washed and you were sanctified you were justified that, that church that, yes. that that big church you were word declared that, righteous just as if i'd never sinned and you yeah. are christ's and christ is god's that is 1 corinthians 23 uh or sorry 323 no. um I, I just pulled that i was skimming through yeah, yeah i skimmed through that while you said that and it's yeah. just so applicable but so it i I think you see what Caleb's getting at, and it it answers your question. I think that listen, he lists many different sins there. Mm-hmm. It's not many. just sexual; it's a plethora. Greedy, yep. and, uh, if you're greedy for cash, yeah, that's one. Like that's greed, one of the problems. Revilers, he says, mm-hmm. um, and and a whole plethora of sins that get listed there. Swindler. So a lot of people <laughs> like to um, just pick out the. the sexual a lot of people stuff. will pick out certain things. Will emphasize certain things. Sure. But if you notice the the end, I'm gonna get a little technical here. Yeah, no, please uh, do. Just examine the grammar a little bit and examine the the outcome or the the subject which none of those things, none of the people who practice those things will inherit the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. None of them. Yeah, none. And guess what? But God. Oh, and here's, and, and here's the thing: if none, if if it was up to our desires, our abilities, our works, none of us would be able to inherit the kingdom of yeah, God. We yeah, we would. Because like, every one of apart us... Apart from Christ, we are depraved, like, like I was saying earlier. Like yeah, if, you, are, if you pick yeah. that apart, 
all of us on some level have done something. Have we loved something more than we love Jesus? Right. Idolatry. Mm-hmm. Have you had some sort of a love? Jesus said, if you look at a woman, so if you looked at pornography, guess what? You're an adulterer. What if I have a yeah. shrine of uh, NFL players and stuff in my house, Caleb, and I make that my priority seven days a week? Football, football, football. Then you Is are idolatry. Oh, okay. You're practicing idolatry. Anyway, so. All of these things, and God just... And I love football, by the way. I'm thankful for it. But but he lists out all these things, right? And he says, but, every single time there's a but in Scripture. (laughs) B-U-T, to be clear. (laughs) I don't don't think there's any of the other. Every time there's a but in Scripture, you better pay attention. A but, or a therefore, therefore, or because. Because. Mm -hmm. Pay attention, because something incredible is about to happen. Okay. But, such were some of you mm-hmm. and so paul makes it abundantly clear in this passage <clears throat> that those who practice such things and deserve to die we see that in mm-hmm. in in scripture as well all of us have practiced one of those things mm-hmm. all have fallen all short. humanity has. all of us deserve the wrath of god that's right and yet god has provided not a way the, the way, way to yeah. redemption and salvation, to be reconciled to himself. Christ, the lamb who is slain before the foundations of the world, paying and atoning for the sins of all of his people. Amen. Every single one of them Amen. perfectly. Such were some of you. And so people will get really bent out of shape during the month of June. And I'm sure you've gotten some of this on your Facebook post, sure. Caleb, where they say, you Christians, you just always have to hound on just this one thing. You just, you hate, hate, hate the homosexuals, but no, you no. don't care about the greedy and the thieves and those no. people on Wall Street and Rapists, these people who practice this and that. But they, they like to say that we're emphasizing that sin, abortion. Yeah, but that's not true. Now... Does it receive more of an emphasis during the month of June? Well, sure, absolutely, because it's being thrown in our face and we're having to combat Mm -hmm. the battle and the mortar shells that are being thrown at us. So certainly it may get more of an emphasis then, but it's just not true that we're... We're elevating one sin above others. Nope. If there Paul was a says, month, none of them will inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah. And let me yeah. just say this: if there was a month that was dedicated to financial greed, like we'd right. be addressing right. that. But if the, I mean, let's, let's have a no one would no one's let's okay have with National that. Casino Month or something like that. You know, <laughs> I'm just, just trying to come up with yeah, that. Or, yeah, or, yeah. or you say something where you know what this is. You know, like the idea of the purge. Go out and do whatever you want. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. you, know, you get, we get a month right. where you go out and just. Just greed it up. You'd, I don't know. Guess kill what? babies. Yeah, we we'd go. We'd, yeah, right. Yeah, national yeah, that national kill that's babies. That's an annual year. That's thing. a day. That's so, a daily holiday. That's it. Yeah. Um, I, and it, speaking to that, guys, um, there's a there's a plethora of sins that we live in daily that everybody experiences daily. Um, luckily for us who are uh, in Christ, we recognize that sin and we're able to see it and distinguish that from what God has planned for us and intends for us and and how we're supposed to live and so we repent daily repent, in that yeah. um but but who, who and we repents? live in it, well <laughs> the the sinner right so yeah. we, 
those who are in Christ. That's right. Right. The, the, right? the sinner in Christ. You go, you and and I say a... that to not to interrupt your train of thought, no, but yeah. just back to your original question or the second part. Yeah, I yeah, think of your yeah, original question. You said, yeah. "What's the difference?" Sure. Between sure. my sin, whether it was before marriage, or maybe we're not even talking about sexual absolutely sin, some other absolutely. sin. What's the difference between my sin now <laughs> or before I was saved? Right. Yep. And the sin that we're discussing today, or any other sin, the answer is. There is none. Yeah. There is no difference is between no difference. your sin and their sin. The difference now is what Christ has done. Yeah. The difference is the position and the disposition Absolutely. of your heart. And your heart has been changed. Your heart has been changed out, switched out, if you will, for from a heart of stone to a heart of flesh. Ezekiel 36, 26. That's one of my favorite verses. And I will give you a new heart, says mm. God. Amen. The difference between you and the, the sinner that is not in Christ, we just told you the difference. It's Christ. Amen. It's the grace of God. The so, only difference between you and them is grace and mercy. So would you say that there is a difference in, in Christians versus non-Christians because of a desire to live in sin versus a desire to avoid it at all costs. Is that well? Yeah. Think think about when you up. when you look at people like uh, Matt Abolitionist. He mm-hmm. goes out to the Pride Parades and mm-hmm. he he shoot he has a little video on to, on the front of his uh, lapel there. Mm-hmm. And when he goes, he he's he's asking saying, "Please, I'm asking." Like he comes from a from a perspective of man, I I don't want you to go to hell. I'm concerned for you please know that i'm concerned and will you please not do this and what they do mm-hmm. they spit in his face yeah, yeah. they tear his signs up they yeah. flip him off throw he's, stuff they, they he's throw got that stuff. camera on literally for his own protection oh yeah. sure yeah i mean literally i mean there there have been multiple multiple cases of people being but badly, this is the tolerant beaten. this is the tolerant people that we're speaking of too sure is is they, they say they're tolerant. The ones that want to be inclusive right. and tolerant, but yet they don't want to hear the other side presented in a respectful and yeah. rational way. They just Tol- want to yell at us. of my arena. That's right. Sure. That's and the, when Matt goes out there, Matt's he's not going in. A, he never goes in a condemning thing saying in terms of, I hate you and I hope you burn. In fact, he's saying quite to the opposite. Listen, I don't want you to go to hell. I want you to repent. Please know that Christ is more than sufficient. He died right. for you. He loves you. Please Repent of your sins. Yeah. And they're just like, no, screw you. And just, you know, they're mean. Just to sum this all up here, I just want to uh, say that our our position as Christians is not to hate or condemn anybody because we are not capable of condemnation. I have to be clear about that. We do not mean like we're not allowed to condemn people. Judgment. Now, now the truth condemns. Yes, absolutely. Right. The but law we, condemns. But we are nobody. Um, right. Of, uh, to right. to we're sit not there we're and, not to be committing the sin yeah, of pride. Absolutely. While we're doing absolutely. so, like, and then I, I'm above you. I condemn you because we're. we're I'm we're, smarter and better you know, than you. Not in a Amen. puffed up way. Amen. We the are coming condemns. in love, just yeah. trying to plead with people to right. to I to see their sin based off of sharing a, the sharing of the gospel. Yeah. And so. Right. Let me just uh, transition here into this next question, guys. And this is an important one, and it's based around the topic 
specifically this month, what it means, what people are talking about, and that is, what does God say specifically about homosexuality? Mm. Well, and what's funny is people say, well, there's no Bible verse about it. But in reality, um, th- there is a Bible verse that, I mean, there's multiple, actually, yeah. Bible verses that okay. give it. But there's specifically uh, Romans chapter 1 that right. gives more information right. about this. So I'll give, yeah. a, give a little. And, and just so people can understand the full context, we're not using Romans 1 to only condemn the sin of homosexuality. That's right. No. That's right. There is actually quite a plethora of sins that Paul mentions throughout Romans 1, especially towards the end, starting in verse mm-hmm. 29, where he even mentions disobedience to parents. That's right. Okay? <laughs> There's a large plethora here. But what Paul or is gossiping. doing... gossiping. Yes, gossiping is in there, slandering, uh, a, a whole list that he similar to what he does in 1 Corinthians 6. Yeah. But essentially... Without droning on too long here, what he does with the homosexuality in verse 26 is Paul is giving an example. He's giving an example of what it looks like when their people are suppressing the truth and unrighteousness. Depravity is allowed to reign freely and go far beyond the norms of what it should ever go. We see this in Sodom and Gomorrah, Mm -hmm. for instance, Genesis chapter 18 and 19, right? And so that's what Paul's doing here. So before you get the accusation of, oh, Romans 1 doesn't just harp on homosexuality. It, you're right. 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 A, a, yes, Paul amen. provides a, a, a very specific example amen. stating that's that right. this is what it looks like when it goes Which is a Bible verse out. indicating exactly what we're right, speaking exactly to. And this is saying. the so. thing that, you know, it starts there in God's wrath is coming. Why? Because... Humanity has suppressed the truth, and yeah. when you suppress the truth, uh, you know John. I can't coin this on my own. John MacArthur said this, but um, it starts with a sexual revolution, mm-hmm. and it ends it up in a homosexual revolution, and then it just goes downhill from there. Yeah. Which, right. yeah. okay, that start the sexual revolution. I mean, they even called it that. And in, historically, in, right. you look and at it. Got, that's exactly what in the sixties and seventies. Yeah. Sure. Free love, homosexual or the, uh, the sexual revolution, and then. You know, that was Katie bar the door. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, you know, Pandora's box was literally opened. And now, you know, during the 90s and uh, the 2000s, early 2000s, there was this homosexual revolution that started coming up about, uh, you know, just really prevalent on television and movies. And different things. every right. Adam Sandler right. movie had a reference well, to some homosexual couple. The seeds couple. were planted for that. Even earlier, oh yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. right? yeah, yeah. I mean, you can go all the way back the to Europe and, and, mm-hmm. yeah. and you know the the indoctrination almost of right. orgies and things right. like that, the, where the kind house. of as a worship, yeah, yeah. the bathhouse yeah, worship type situations. Yeah, yeah. As but well. then it goes, so it starts with the sexual revolution, then it goes into the homosexual revolution, then it gets into even weirder into the perversion that we're beginning to see now, right. pedophilia, mm-hmm. right? And further and further, what the word that comes to mind for me is debased yeah Yeah. and why back to the question why because the beginning of this we suppressed the truth yeah that's right yeah so and so that that word for sorry to interrupt no so for the suppression just so we're clear the best illustration i ever heard of that is if you're you're in a pool and you've got a large beach ball i mean a big one that's like half the size of your torso or bigger and you're trying to to push and shove that beach ball under the water and hold it down it's not easy, right? If you're like, Aaron, you're, you're a big guy. It's rolling right, right. underneath you're, you're me just, and coming it's right It's going to pop up from behind you. It's difficult to hold 
an air-filled object like that underwater, right? And that's a great illustration. That's what, what's meant by this word is to, to hold it down, to press it and to push. It's an active verb. Uh, there's there's to, effort involved yeah. to push, say, take the truth of God and say, no, yeah. I don't want that, and to shove it down under the water. And and it is not a, 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 a random thing. I'm just going to add the caveat to that. That is a intentional, yes. focused desire. Yeah. It's, it's too. an it's intentional, not, active verb. It's and not, that is the state of all depraved mankind. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you guys this. Um, in, in follow-up to that question, uh, is there any exception? Because, you know, I hear a lot when I've had these conversations in, in the past <laughs> with people who aren't Christians being a Christian, they'll always say, okay, well, what about eunuchs or people who are, are born with, you know, uh, microgenitalia? And, and they'll bring up all these mm-hmm. just, just other things. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what do you guys say to those people? Well, Jesus said, you know, because people say, well, I was born this way. I, you know, well, Jesus said, you must be born again. Mm. Right. You mm-hmm. must be born right. again. You, you must die to the fleshly desires. I mean, you know, I was born with a proclivity towards beautiful women. Mm-hmm. I think women are, you know. Women are beautiful women creatures. Are, women are beautiful yes. creatures. And, and guess what? And there's, amen to God for that. There's, and, and there's know, a, I have a beautiful wife. I'm very thankful for that. So. The yeah. idea that, I, that is here is, is you, know, you know, no one is going to look at me and say, if I said, guys, listen, I, I can't help myself. I was born this way and I just, I like beautiful women. I can't help but sleeping with them because they're beautiful. Mm. You'd look at me and say, what? What would you look at me and say? You'd say, Caleb, you're out of your Stinking mind! Yes. You're crazy. You're bro. crazy. <laughs> right. what, like you, you need to control yourself. Yeah. You well, need... they have multiple shows too on some of these programs that we see that uh-huh. deal specifically with infidelity and the problems associated with infidelity. Right, right. Yet it's okay to have multiple partners within a yeah. different setting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. But if I could to yeah, more please. directly yeah. answer your question, because yeah. people will always go there. The right? eunuchs and the... what? What about the the ambiguities? Those are that are yeah. born with with legitimate um, hermaphrodite type situations. Sure. They've got the amb- ambig- ambiguous uh, organs, whatever the case may yeah. be. Um, the reality is what what people are doing when they're saying, "Well, what about them? You if you dismiss them." Or if that's okay or that's acceptable or whatever, then you have to accept all of us, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what they're doing is they're making the exact same argument that people make for abortion. Absolutely. And they're saying, well, what about, what about rape? Yep. What about this? What about that? And they yep. take these cases that are actually such an extremely small fraction, it's almost incalculable most mm-hmm. of the time. You're talking about a less than 1% yep. cases yep. that are legitimate cases, To cover right? the whole. And you're using that exception mm-hmm. to release the whole. Yeah. You're and justifying sin you're, with another yeah, sin. Yeah, you're justifying just not... the, the whole, the greater context of all these other sins with this one teeny tiny uh, exception or context. And you're saying, well, if, if uh, you know, someone is, is raped and they shouldn't, they shouldn't have to have that baby. And so therefore, all abortion should be legal. So the floodgates open. Yeah. And so they're making the same argument when they're saying, well, people with uh, ambiguous uh, genitalia or whatever the case may be, uh, because that's a thing, therefore, all sexual immorality should be allowed. Mm-hmm. And that is a fallacy. 
That is, no, a, that I, is I a fallacious agree. argument that does not follow. That's what's called a non sequitur. Sure, okay? sure. And so, yes, there are those situations with ambiguity, with sexual deformities that people are born with. Yes, we live in a sinful, fallen world, and all those things are products of this sinful, it, fallen but world. But that doesn't make an excuse but, for so you to think of sin. Even with those ambiguities, people are born with an XX or an XY. Absolutely. Genealogy and was, matters. And that's what I was going to Biology go to, matters. Uh, okay. Specifically is the biology of it. Yeah. A question right. like that can be answered specifically with biology. Right. With right. Our, our chromosomes and how we are defined right. by God, right. our creator by who nature. made us special, male and female, and made us in his image. Right. And our, our physical anatomy does not define we're not defined by our um sexual preference right. or our desire or our inclination to mm-hmm. to uh commit some sin or or a uh, thing that goes against god's uh sovereign uh decree decree yeah, and and so yeah um with and that design this thing and you're talking about well I want to just live according to my desires. And you're like, uh, yeah, so do I. <laughs> Raise my hand. So do I. Yeah. I'm a sinful human being. That doesn't mean I go and do it and live according yeah. to my uh, desires. Absolutely. That's the difference Amen. between a, a heart that's been changed by God, a yeah. Christian, and a heart that has not been changed. Yeah. The Christian, you asked about the difference earlier. The Christian lives a life of faith and repentance. Amen to it's that. It's a lifelong Amen to that. We are never perfect. And I'm so glad you said that because I have gotten this in a private conversation with a family member of mine who I love dearly and um, is actually an active homosexual. And we've had plenty of intimate conversations that have led to this next question. Yeah. And, and it's kind of rooted. I'm glad you said that because it's a great segue for this question. Caleb, I'm going to start with you. Sure. Because um, I, I feel like you probably get hammered on this a lot, uh, being the pastor of a church and the and the and the uh, person who is leading and shepherding a flock. Um, and and God has blessed you in that, and I'm thankful for that. But here's my question: Can somebody be a homosexual and be a Christian? You want the short answer? <laughs> I want I want the truth. No. No, yeah. they can't. Absolutely. Just not. like if I was actively um committing adultery against my wife. I'm right. probably not a Christian. Yeah. If I have actively if I'm actively um Engaged. bitter and angry all the time and have unforgiveness in my heart towards other human beings. I'm probably mm-hmm. not a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the, the Bible says in first Peter chapter one says, therefore, therefore be holy. Uh, as is written, you should be holy for I am holy. You must yeah. be holy as obedient children. Do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, right. but as Amen. he who calls you is holy, you also be holy in all all of your conduct. Right. So, 
And All to be of clear, we're not we're not pushing some sort of workspace mentality or nope. anything like that. Like you need to do these things. I'm not about being changed. You be holy in order to be saved or in order no, to stay no, no, saved. No, 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 no. no, you've got it backwards. As a result we do of these Christ because we've yeah. been saved. Amen. Because your heart's Amen. been changed and now you desire to please the God that you once hated. So let me ask you this, Zach. Yeah. To to follow up on what he's alluding to in that passage of scripture and what you just said, if someone is proclaiming to be a Christian and the argument and they're a homosexual or a member of the LGBT community living in that that uh, daily lifestyle, what would you say to them when they ask or they tell you, I know my heart and it and Christ knows my heart and I attend mm. church and I do all these things and I worship him. I'm a I'm a Christian and I'm I'm proud of that and mm. yeah. I live in homosexual yeah. uh, a lifestyle. Yeah. Homosexuality. What I would tell the person is, listen, I love you, I truly care for you, mm-hmm. and so I'm about to tell you the truth. And the truth is everything you just gave me was a works based gospel. It's a That's, false false gospel. Yeah. I do this. This is what I heard from you. And I know mm-hmm. you're regurgitating. Sure, and I've heard sure. it as well. I do this and I do that. Mm-hmm. I'm this kind of person. I give to charity. Yep. Everything you just gave me was a false gospel. You're not saved it, by your works. It, you're saved it lacked by God's grace alone. The grace of God. The grace yeah. of God alone. And if you had the grace of God and his mercy had changed and swapped out your heart from stone to flesh, you would desire to please him and to obey what he says in his word. And the reality is we already answered it in mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 6. When Paul's, that's the clearest passage you can go to, I think, in the yeah. whole of scripture. What is the tense of that verb? Such were some, some of, of you. you. Such right. were some of you. But, there's a but again, you were washed. Yeah. You were justified. Yeah. You were sanctified in the name of our God. Well, yeah. So you were changed. So the, we examine the grammar there, and it's so clear. It's past tense. You were this way, and now God has changed you. Now you've been justified. You've been set apart. You're no longer living in that unrepentant, continual sin. Amen. You can't. Yeah. Uh, Caleb, if, if do you, you have a follow-up to yeah, that? Yeah, if you're... It, it, you know, Back to First Peter it says, knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways you inherited from your forefathers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Amen. ransomed. But but, but with the precious blood of Christ, you weren't bought with any cash or gold or silver. You yeah. were bought with the precious blood of Christ, and, and without like a lamb without blemish or spot. So you, I mean, yeah. you were bought, and so when you have a heart change, you're going to have a desire change, and you're going to be bothered by your sin. And, and that in itself right there answers that question, I think, clearly and so precisely. When people say, God knows my heart, my answer <laughs> yes, in response does. is, yes, he does. <laughs> yes, and that's he does. why he's calling out to change it. He yeah. is intentionally trying to change your heart. Yeah. And yeah. God says you need a new heart. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah. So I just I just want to throw that out there. I'm I'm thankful for those answers were exactly what um, I see in scripture. And, and know that this I, we're not trying to be rude. When I when I said when he no, asked when, when, when and, you ask can someone be a Christian and be gay? And I said no. That people said, well that's mean. Well no that's actually the most loving thing I can tell you is that you're not a believer, but guess what? There's an avenue. Mm-hmm. You can repent and believe. Amen. Yeah. I mean, you can truly repent and believe. Repent of your sins and believe on the Son of God. Which 
brings me to my next question, fellas. Um, specifically to what you're, you both just said, how should we as Christians approach addressing this particular issue of sin? I'm not speaking to all the other sin that we've alluded to, that we've made clear that Paul addresses, that Christ addresses. I'm speaking to this specific sin just because that is the focal point of everyone in our society at yeah. this particular yeah. moment in time, yeah. this month, this year, yeah. uh, 2021. Yeah. Um, and is it the same way as, or is it the same as all other, other sin? I, yeah. I, we've made that clear, but in just, terms of how we respond, yes, I mean, you're going to have, I mean, you do it in love. You don't you, you, be willing to have a conversation. Don't get engaged in a Facebook debate. Like that's the last place to have like, Amen just, to that. I've, I've done that I've, been I, I just, that I've gotten to the point and I'm 42 to... years old and man if you talk to younger Caleb 10 years ago Caleb when Facebook first started <laughs> man I was always like let me just tell I'm you I'm gonna truck my way through this let me get me tell you and I have like 15 <laughs> paragraphs and I, none of it was in grace and love it was always like let me just pound, prove you wrong it was my, my pride theology. telling me yeah. I was gonna prove you wrong and I wasn't trying to I wasn't trying to win the person I was trying to win the argument right and and man when you win the argument it, 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 you have the very real potential of of losing the person, and so. But it, and here's the deal: if I'm graciously doing this and trying to do this in love, and I still lose the person, then okay, like I'm okay yeah, with that. Sure. Because it's, what is our job, Zach? What is our job? And it, it, alluding to what he's saying, what is our job as Christians now? Because we can't change anybody yeah no. so what is our job tell her tell your your answer to that question and then it allude to what I'm asking yeah uh, to, to this question four here yes yeah I mean our, our approach is to okay oh, I guess they're kind of the same really sure, sure. Our, our approach is to speak the truth mm-hmm. and to do so in a loving and gracious way um, there there is such a thing as uh, tact you mm-hmm. know. Um, I have struggled with that on Facebook as well, yeah, many, yeah. many, many times in the past. I'm sure, maybe, sometimes even in the recent past. I'm guilty <laughs> you know, we're all Amen. guilty of that. Um, let's face it: Facebook is not the place to resolve uh, such a serious debate as mm-hmm. this. Uh, and the reality is, when you ask many people, "Hey," Would you like to meet face to face? Let's go talk about this. Get a coffee. I'll shut you down real quick. Most people are going to reject you. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, and they it's don't. It's very uncomfortable, do and they don't want the confrontation. But that's that's the reality. We approach it head on, with boldness, mm-hmm. with the truth, in love and grace and compassion. Grace. Oh, yeah. Compassion for the person. Um, that's what I try to always remind myself when I see people like Ray Comfort, for mm-hmm. instance. Todd Friel and those guys from Living Waters when they're doing the, the way so of the master loving, yeah. and witnessing to people, man, you can just hear and see the compassion mm-hmm. in the way they approach the person. I love you. And they just express the love and compassion towards this person that Christ would. Yeah. And yet they give them the truth, which hurts. Mm-hmm. And yet they do so in a gracious way and say, listen, I don't want you to go to hell. If I truly believe that you're living in sin and you're headed towards hell, you're headed towards the edge of the cliff, how can I not but cry out to you and try to Mm -hmm. grab you and prevent you from going off the edge of that cliff? I'm doing this because I love you. And you may not feel like I love you in this moment, but I hope you know that I do. It needs to be seasoned with salt, but laced with compassion. And let me... I. That's a great answer. That's a great dialogue, gentlemen. I and and let me just add to that by saying, 
even as a Christian man, if I fall short and I don't recognize that I've, I've done that, which yeah. I believe that the Holy Spirit does convict my sin, yeah. I just suppress it at times. Yeah. And you two see my fault and you come and you lovingly rebuke me, which is biblical. That pain and that hurt that I feel from you guys, not it's not from you guys rebuking me. It's from the shame of that sin that I've committed. And it is the same feeling that I had upon realizing that I'm a sinner when God saved me. It's that same feeling. And yeah, I, I, I don't... Yes. Yeah. And I don't want to make the, the improper distinction saying that there's a difference between that and, and the one that you're speaking to now. When we address others in love as Christians, we are trying, we know it hurts. Right. Because we have experienced it ourselves. And yeah. um, that's all I wanted to kind of say to wrap that up. In, in I agree with everything that you both just said. Um, yeah. one, one last thing I want to get to, fellas, before we go to our final thoughts, um, and we can make this pretty quick, uh, is... I hear all the time, who are you to judge? <laughs> Aren't we supposed to love the sinner, hate the sin? And love is love. Those are like some... the if, if I could create a banner for this specific movement and the sin that we see within this movement, that would be on the banner, I guarantee you. Well, yeah, what do you guys right. say to that and how would you address it um, from a biblical standpoint, from a Christian worldview? Please, uh, whoever wants to go first and then the other follow up. Sure. Um, first off, the, uh, the whole ideology of uh, love the sinner, hate the sin mm -hmm. is nowhere in Scripture. Mm -hmm. So I'll just throw that out there right now. If you thought it was in Scripture, I'm sorry. Um, I apologize. It's not. Um, <laughs> the reality is that it, I'm, I'm about to throw some hard truth here right now, gentlemen. Mm. Uh, in quoting R.C. Sproul here, God does not throw just the sin into hell. <laughs> he throws the sinner into hell. Yep. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And that's some hard truth. And it's mm. meant with grace and with love towards all it's of you the, but it is who may truth. listen. This terrifying. is the truth. God throws the sinner into hell. We're told in Psalm 5, I believe it is, that God is a God who feels righteous indignation every day. That indignation is anger towards the sinner. Even hatred towards what? The sinner. The person, that the sinner that hates him that suppresses the truth in righteousness, that in unrighteousness, that blasphemes his name, mm. God is angry with the wicked every day. That is what scripture says. So we need to dispel with this love the sinner, hate the sin. However, it is true that we should love the sinner. Let me be clear. Amen. We love the sinner. Yeah. We yeah. show them grace and compassion like true. I was just because saying. Because we were once just like them. And we were the once just like them. But we give them the truth and we present the truth based on what? Scripture, the Word of God. And we explain to them, you may say love is love. <laughs> Let me explain to you what the Word of God says love is. Amen. Amen. And you can go to 1 Corinthians, is it chapter 13, right? The love chapter explained mm -hmm. it. This is what God says love is. Are you living in this way? Is this what love looks like to you? We go to the Scripture. And guess what? The scripture is a two-edged sword. It convicts, it hurts, it's painful. And they may say, you're unloving for sharing that with me. 
but you're not. You do it with grace and compassion. This is what God's word says, and I can only tell you the truth because I truly do care about you, and I know that you're headed for destruction, mm-hmm. and I don't want that for you. And what a lot of people do is they'll they'll jump to Matthew chapter 7. Yep, and I've got John 7 and, for and, you. And they'll, <laughs> and they'll jump in and say, judge not, lest you be judged. Yeah. And that's as far. They don't, they don't yeah, go into right. verse 2. They, they leave it at verse 1. You know what I heard that verse called one time? The favorite verse of the atheist. <laughs> Listen, if you have a verse that's a favorite of atheists, you may want to examine what the actual meaning yeah, of that verse keep is. Keep reading. The, in, if, read the, read, I mean, if you go down through verse 6, starting in 1 through 6, the idea is in context, before you make a judgment, check, check everything. Understand, understand your own sin. Your own sin yeah. Understand right. the circumstance. Look at your own life first. Yeah. Get yourself... Why do you why do you see the speck in your brother's eye, but you don't notice the log that's your own, in your own eye? So right, do what some, he's condemning is hypocritical. Yes, judgment. which I've had thrown in my face, and I've actually right. recently uh, had a discussion on social media about this specific point. But yeah, continue. Yeah. But then he, in verse five, he says, "You hypocrite! First, you hypocrite. There's the point. There it is. You hypocrite. Amen. Take the log out of your own eye. Take it out of your eye, and then." You'll see right. clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Right. So guess what? I can judge, but I need to do it correctly. Right. And I do it. Right. I need to do it. I need to clean up my own house first. Yeah. That's Which right. is what John seven actually says. You just said rightly, John seven verse uh, twenty three or twenty four. Do not judge by appearances, mm-hmm. but judge with right judgment or Correct with judgment. righteous judgment. We are in fact called to judge, Christian. Yep. But you are to judge rightly. Well, how do I do that, you may ask. You judge rightly according to the standard of, of the word. word of God. I'm the not standard the... of the scriptures. I'm not the standard. That's what you were just about to say. Yeah, that's I'm subjective. You're subjective. You're subjective. Uh-huh. When we judge rightly, we can only do so by the objective that's right. standard, standard of, of the word, word of God. So you judge rightly. And well, people say, well, only God can judge man. I say, absolutely, and that should terrify you. Yeah, you should right. be. Absolutely. So Let me tell you what his word says. <laughs> yes, please do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and when you yeah. do that, people go, oh, wait. Uh, uh, right. Uh, and then but they go, you're Many hip- times, that a lot of those arguments. But that's your God. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, yeah. no, I'm just right. kidding. I'm just. But, well, but this, that's, is no, just, that's where it'll go. This is yeah. a basic apologetic um, methodology. It's very yeah. simple. Absolutely. Um, and that is. When someone quotes a single verse like that to you mm-hmm. out of Matthew, judge not lest you be judged, you just simply ask one question. What's the context of that chapter? Can you please, can you please inform me of that? The, yeah. argument, the, the argument stops. The conversation stops That's because right. they don't know. They don't know. They're ripping a verse out of context. And, and we encourage to... you, people listening, please dive into those scriptures. Yeah. Read the full Read context. Read the full context and pray for that clarity and, if and that understanding. And if you have been studying God's word, you will want to compassionately expose sin in the hopes of seeing repentance. And if you have right. any other, right. if you have any other desire outside of wanting to see someone reconciled and redeemed to Christ, you need to have your own heart examined, that and you right. need to repent. Absolutely. Amen to that. John says, "Examine yourselves." Right. That's right. But and it's so true because I love what you said a second ago. Because when you're examining yourself. You're, you're remembering your own sin, yeah, your right. own depth that's of right. depravity that God saved you out of. You're keeping that in mind all the time. The basis for me calling out other sin that I see yeah. out in the world should not be to prove them wrong. Like yeah. you said, Caleb, yeah. should not be to win an argument. It should be 
because I know what I've been saved from. Exactly. And that's a hard when thing we to as do parents, to keep yourself in that When we as parents position. rebuke our children and identify something that they have done wrong, yeah. we are not doing it in a way to uh, just totally just, shame just that rip them apart, rip them apart them because down. we're better than them. Right. We are doing it based off of what? Our own experiences. Yeah. And thank God and the knowledge of that he has sin. brought us into that knowledge of our own sins <laughs> and what we did wrong. With that, fellas, some final thoughts. Um, I want us to kind of go through what we want our final message to be for those who are listening, those who hear this, and maybe you're a member of the LGBTQ community or you're a, an atheist or you're somebody who is living a lifestyle that is in in contrast to what scripture calls you to live um, and you're apart from Christ right now what would your hearts cry to be to these people right now let's give some final thoughts and um, I'll share one one little thing with us and then I'll let you guys go if that's okay with you yep, guys go for it. Yeah. Um, Galatians 5 starting in verse 16 I'm going to read through this and just uh, go from there but I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality. That's the first thing that is said right there. Note. Many times it's the first yes. in the list. Yeah. Impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. Right. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. Amen. If we live by the Spirit let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Amen. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Mm -hmm. I read that scripture and I think, thank you, Jesus, for delivering me from my sin and my depravity. Yeah. And I know that my hope lies only with you. That's it. Final Amen. thoughts, gentlemen. Yeah. Well, my final thoughts are... I know it's cliche, Caleb, but I'm going to go to my favorite passage. <laughs> Come on, baby. Ephesians. Ephesians 2. He already knew. Amen. Ephesians 2, 1 through 5. And you were... Past tense. Dead. You were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world. That's what we've been talking about, right? Following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work, present tense, in the sons of disobedience. Mm. We have that plethora of sins, the whole list that Paul went through, specific examples. Yep. Among whom, those sons of disobedience, we all 
once lived, every single one of us, all humanity, in the passions of our flesh, that sounds familiar Mm. to the passage you just read, Mm. carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. And we were by nature children of wrath, just like the rest of mankind. Mm. And here come the tears. (laughs) (laughs) But God. Thank you, Jesus. Being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead. You were dead. You were at enmity with him. You hated him. You did not want him. You were far from him. You were not seeking him. Even when you were dead in our, trends, in our, in our sins and trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. That, in five verses, ladies and gentlemen, is the gospel. And that's my closing thoughts. (laughs) Well, the gospel gospel is what what we need. Above all else, uh, the gospel is the only way that we're going to get anywhere close to um, what, what God's called us to do. John chapter 14 says this. This is Jesus speaking. He says, if you love me. So if you you claim to love Christ, you claim to follow Christ, you Mm -hmm. claim to know Jesus and follow him. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Mm. You will keep my commandments. And and he, he, he keeps going and he says, if anyone loves me, in verse 23... He will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the words that you hear, the the words you hear now is not mine, but they're the Father's who sent me. So Jesus says, listen, that's the bottom line. If If you have a desire, in fact, I'll just quote, this was in a sermon that I preached yesterday. Yeah. If you have a desire to follow Jesus, if you have a desire to pursue holiness, if you have a desire to want to further your knowledge of God and, and, and to obey him, yeah. not just have the knowledge, but actually obey him, and your sin bothers you and you're quick to repent of your sin when the Holy Spirit convicts you of your sin, yeah. take comfort in that. Brothers yeah, and sisters. Absolutely. I was just going to say comfort that. In you that. need to understand and, that you would not desire those things unless God had changed your heart. And and if he is, then our main objective is simply this. Repent and believe. Yeah. The call of the gospel. We love you. We are thankful for each one of you. If you are listening to this, please, please, please don't ignore your sin address it repent and repent and believe and here's God the, bless you all and this is the beautiful thing uh, the last thing you don't have to come to Caleb Gordon and confess your sins Mm-mm. because nope. Caleb Gordon is not going to forgive you you don't go to Zach Costello and say Zach I need you I am so sorry please forgive me of my sins right. Zach would, can't would do would you it. absolve Aaron. me Aaron can't do that either <laughs> I can't do the that the only person that you need to repent to is Christ wait Tony Robbins can't tell me how to Save myself? I'll tell you right now. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no. No. It's Christ and Christ alone that does yeah. the Amen salvation. So you, yeah. you Amen. get what on. What was it that David said? 
Against you and you, you alone, alone have I sinned, O oh God. So tonight, here's my here's what I want you to do. Tonight, if you're here this podcast, I want you to get on your knees somewhere. If you're in, I like to get on my knees in my living room in the dark when no one's around, not doing a show, just getting before God and putting my face in my couch and just crying out to Jesus, saying, "God, have mercy on me, a sinner." Yeah, and this is the beautiful truth. First John one nine says, "If you confess your sins, He, Jesus, is the faithful one. He is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all of your unrighteousness." Amen. That is the good news of who Jesus Jesus. is. Come to Christ and live. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to us.